there's a lot of conversation out there surrounding school meals. So we're here to set the record straight. This season is all about fact or fiction, and we'll be addressing some of the bigger myths about school nutrition, including questions from listeners like you. It's now time for FuelCast Georgia. Welcome to another exciting episode of FuelCast. We are your FuelCast team. I am your host, Rolandria Boyce, but you can call me Ro. And I'm your co-host, Anna. And today is a monumental day because we have actually made it all the way to season three of FuelCast. And we're kicking off this first episode of season three with a very special guest. Who do we have here today, Ro? So joining us today is Tift County School Nutrition Director, Director Advisory Council member, Chef Vanessa Hayes. Vanessa, welcome to FuelCast. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Anna, for having me. And I'm glad that I'm making history. So I'm kicking off season three. That's exciting. Awesome song. So before jumping in, I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience. Let us know a little bit about you and your role in Tiff County. So hello, everybody. I'm Vanessa Hayes, and I'm down south, um, south Georgia, below the Nat line, below Macon, in Tifton, Georgia, right off of 75. Um, we have a small county down here. I have 11 schools. We service about 7,800 students, and we are feeding kids. We're feeding kids every single day, but we're feeding them and we're having fun doing it. So it's a little different down here in Tipton because we are a part of the school. So we integrate ourselves in every part that we can. That's our farm to school, CTAE. Um, if they're celebrating 100 days of school and all the little kids are dressing up like old people, we're dressing up like old people. So <laughs> we are a part of whatever is going on. But what you need to know about Tipton is that we are small, but we are mighty. Um, yes. and, I, and I love that about us because we don't know we're small. We operate as though we are a large county. We are everywhere doing everything. The IEP uh, processes, we sit down with those instructors and we talk about what the kids are really um, dealing with, not just their allergies, not what they can't eat, but we talk about what they can eat. We talk about how we can make it streamlined so they are not pointed out or pulled out in the schools. What you need to know a little bit about me is that I'm a French trained chef. Uh, I came from the outside. I did not start in school nutrition. Um, I am a fine dining French chef. Mm. So everything that I do with the way we do our food and the, our recipes, the way we layer flavors, all of that is very important to me because that is my filter. I am a chef, so we should be serving great food here. So our, our chicken nuggets should be accompanied with garlic mashed potatoes. And those yes. mashed potatoes should have a little flair in them. We should be able to drizzle them with a little, um, even though it's butter buds, we take the butter buds and add the garlic and, and fold that in and then lay that over the top, spray the pans and, and make everything look glossy. Like make it picture ready. So it not only tastes good, that it calls you. Um, I'm a country girl. I grew up on a farm in Moultrie, Georgia, which is about 26 miles down the road. Um, so fresh food is important to me. Food is my superpower. It is the thing that makes me happy. Food is everything for me. <laughs> awesome, Vanessa. We knew you had a lot of experience under your belt, but it's nice to hear those elements. So I want to jump into this question. So this season is a lot about dispelling some of the myths that surround the school nutrition industry. What is the biggest myth that you see surrounding the school nutrition industry? So down here, and, and I can speak for our area, they, people say things like, you all don't cook. Mm -hmm. We cook mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. We cook. That is a big myth. We um, do quick scratch and we do natural scratch. So we make scratch um, 
meatloaf. We make scratch baked ziti. We make uh, quick scratch items that we may have sauces that are already compiled that we add in. We may use meat that is already prepared, but we still have to infuse it. The, the other uh, thing is that they feel like people who are in school nutrition who choose school nutrition choose it because they can't choose anything else. Mm-hmm. They they are here because there is nowhere else for them to work. They don't have any other skills or any other aspirations or desires. And that's just not true. Yeah. Those of us who are here, we chose school nutrition. It found us and we love it. We could be mm-hmm. other places doing other things, but we choose to be here. Um, it is a calling. It is truly a path. So those are two of the big myths. They feel like there is no pro- this is not a professional a path. They don't think this is a career and they don't think that we cook real food. You know, that's what's funny. You're saying people think that yes. you don't have any skills, you can't do anything else. And you think about the number of specialized skills that it takes Absolutely. to work in the school nutrition industry. Absolutely. So in the state of Georgia, we have the highest standard for education. Our managers have to go through courses so they are equipped and they know about their their work and what's ahead of them and what's expected. We also are a financial institution. People think that money doesn't matter. Food costs doesn't matter. Labor per meal hours don't, don't matter. All that matters. Our money and how much we spend matters. We have to have a balance. And then those of us who are directors, we are required to be certified educators mm-hmm. in the state of Georgia. That means we have to have a teaching certificate. We have to have a director certification. We're intentional about being educators, being in the light. And I think sometimes people don't realize that. We right. put a lot of money, time, and effort into our career paths. And when you choose school nutrition, it's not an easy path. It's not an, uh, an escape. It's not something that you can take lightly. This is intentional. And I'm real mm-hmm. proud to be a part of Georgia. I'm proud when I go off and they talk to us about things and they ask us questions and the things we take for granted that we just do regular. That's like high bar for them, high brow. And I'm proud to say that we have a standard. This career field is something to be proud of. Absolutely. So we ask this question to every single guest. What was your favorite school meal to eat in the cafeteria? So, so as an elementary school kid mm-hmm. um, at Sunset Elementary, my auntie was the kitchen manager. I love that. And Ooh, she made the best lasagna in the whole wide world. We had lasagna <laughs> every week. So we had garlic bread and that lasagna. That was my favorite. But high school, it was a salad bar for me. They made homemade tuna every day. I got that tuna, extra tomatoes on the side. That was my thing. Vanessa, from what I understand, you did not originally start out working in school nutrition. You come from a culinary background. Can you tell us a little bit about your career trajectory and how you made your way to school nutrition? Yeah, so I'm a graduate of Tuskegee University. And at Tuskegee, I found my um, passion for um, making money and preparing food. And then I decided that I wanted to be a chef. Well, my dad said, no, I paid for an accountant. That's what I want. Then you're going to have to graduate with an accounting degree. So fast forward, I get out of undergrad school and I work for two years for a 24-hour diner in um, Auburn, Alabama. And I decide then I'm going to get some guts and I'm going to go to chef school. So I go to chef school in Atlanta. Um, My friend from college marries this NBA player, John Sally. And she calls me and says, hey, I'm getting married. 
We're going to do a week-long celebration. Here's the calendar. I want you to come up and cook for us. I'm in chef school. I go and I start cooking, um, and we have an unlimited budget. We're doing all kind of beautiful food. And John Sally walks up to me and says, hey, I want you to be my private chef. So I finished culinary school, and the next week I'm off to Miami. So I did all of that. But I want you to hear my career path that led me to cooking for these children. I feel like it's more of an honor. 28 years later, I get to, I get to serve my future. I get to touch the children who touch my life at the end of my life, which is the most important part of my life. There is nothing like it. There's no amount of money that could could close that part of me up there. You know, people ask me all the time. Do you miss being a chef? I'm still a chef. I don't have anything to miss. I am just doing my services and my art has just had to conform to what we are doing. So was it like a specific gateway that got you into school nutrition? Like that one thing, like what made you pivot into school nutrition? So what made me pivot into it was um, here I am, 24 years old. I need benefits. And so my cousin in Charlotte said, hey, Charlotte Mecklenburg schools are hiring school nutrition managers. Like you're overqualified for that. I said, I don't want to kick in a cafeteria. I'm a French trained chef. And I put my hand on my chest when I said that. I'm not going to cook in the lunchroom. And she said, hey, you need some benefits, French trained chef, because you don't have any benefits. And the other part of that was I work weekends, holidays. You know, we didn't close. And I said, "Okay, I'm going to go interview, but I'm just going to do this in the daytime. And at night, I'll continue in the evenings. I'll continue to be a private chef. And I did. I did that for the 10 years I was in Charlotte. But the third day of working as a manager, the principal of that school, Miss Betty McCain, was married to Frank McCain, who was one of the four students that sat in at the lunch counter in North Carolina. I want y'all to hear this. I get chills every time I say it. Yeah. So I came in and this very classy principal walks down to me and she never called me Vanessa. She said, Vanessa. She said, Vanessa. I need you to know who I am and I need you to know who these children are to me. She said, so you may think that you are just getting a job, but I am going to help you change your life. Mm. These children are my children and these children are your children. So I expect for you to speak to them in the manner that you would speak to your children. I expect you to show them the respect that you would show your children. I expect for you to be me when I am not present. Yes. I looked at her and I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I really didn't understand what she was saying until those kids came in. And the first two days, they're like, you're new. Are you new? Are you new? Are you new? And then after that, it was, hey, Chef B, and it was hugs, and it was love, and it was tears, and it was... It was exciting. And I, my entire crew was old enough to be my grandparent. Everybody, all my ladies were 60 something plus. They dressed me. They taught me procedures. They taught me how to cook for school food. They they showed me intention. So they taught me how to look professional, how to be professional and how to cook with intention. Not mm-hmm. just art when you're performing for someone that you think is important. Because mm-hmm. every one of those students at Long Creek Elementary were important. So that's how I got hooked. Um, And getting to meet Frank McCain, 
Oh yes. my God, getting to meet him and talk to him and listen to him because of him, because of his wife, I could be a manager in a kitchen that had white children, black children, brown children, Asian children. I would have not been able to be in a leadership role and be out in front of people had it not been for that history. And that history touched me, which now it is my job and my responsibility to touch someone else. So you pass it on. Thank you for sharing that. You know, with your experiences in culinary arts, in your opinion, you know, how can we change the narrative and conversations around culinary and nutrition standards um, of school meals? How can we continue to be advocates on the front line saying, hey, our kids are getting quality school meals? So first of all, what you all are doing is awesome. It's exposure. People don't know what they don't know. School food, we get a bad rap. Because it's deemed institutional, you know? Um, so the what you all are doing for us in Georgia by doing the tray of the week and exposing stuff and us having um social media where we we are capturing what we do every day, that's the the first thing. But number two, we need to make sure that what we are showing them we are doing every day. Consistency. So the consistency of it and the caring of it. Yeah. Because there's not a lot that I can do to to a chicken nugget. But I can make sure it's crispy brown. It's not soggy. I can make sure it's warm. I can make sure the kids have every dipping sauce that they want for it. I can Mm -hmm. make sure that it's paired with something that makes sense. We have to decide that we want everybody to eat with us. And then the second part of that is when they come, we can't disappoint. The things we can control, we need to control. I know our kids are fast food kids, but we need to meet them where they are. If that's what they want, we have to give it to them in a way that is nutritionally sound for them. So I'm doing something this year, Ro, that I have never done in my life. I don't know who I am. I don't know who's taking over my body. I talk about me really bad. I'm doing the little, you see the charcuterie things? We're going to do the little lunchable things that the kids that never eat anything, that won't eat anything but crackers and carbs, we're going to make it a meal for them so they can come through. And maybe one day they'll pick up a cup of that Mexican corn. Maybe yes. one day they'll pick up those um, honey glazed carrots because, oh, they smell so good and I'm smelling the cinnamon and I hit that nutmeg and we're doing more taste tests. We go yes. into the classroom now and say, hey, guys, let's make this. I had a little kid ask me about broccoli. He says, I don't eat trees, chef. I don't eat trees. And I said, but look at this tree dipped in the river. It's going to fall over in the river. It was ranch. It's a river ranch. Love it. Just do it (laughs) and then try it. And he put it in his mouth and goes, I like ranch. I said, right. Eat the river. So he bites into it and he goes, that's not bad. I said, it's not bad. Is it good? He goes, no, it's not bad. I said, dip it again. So (laughs) finding them and talking their language. My kids like ranch. I give them ranch. The high schoolers are very finicky. So I want to know if they like it. If they like it, I get it. They want baked potatoes every day. We have baked potatoes on the salad bar. And they like cheese on it. We got cheese for you. Right. Then that makes them pick up a salad that makes them get broccoli because I go, hey, let's put a baked potato up there with the broccoli, with the cheese on it and just sit it up there as a cold display and watch them look at it. Hey, can I get that? Can I have that? Who, Who made that one? We have soup on the salad bar during the wintertime because our kids love pizza soup. Now, what is pizza soup? Nothing. Tomato soup with pepperoni in it. 
sprinkle parmesan. They would, you would think they thought we stayed up all night making that soup. When we have pizza soup, they do dancing. Pizza soup, pizza soup. We're like, <laughs> but if they love it, we love it. How do we interact with our customers? Well, that's another thing we can change. I yeah. have an elementary uh, manager here. Her name is Diane Minty. She is the party girl. When you go to her kitchen, she may be in a crab uniform. She may be in Bob the Builder. <laughs> she may have stars on her head. She's going to be in that all day. Her kids know her. She knows them. She has mm-hmm. conversations with them to watch her interact with her students. Like they come through her line just to see Miss Diane. Yeah. They're not really mm-hmm. coming. Hey, I'm going to get the chicken, but I'm coming to see Miss Diane because what is she going to be doing today? Right. And right. if she doesn't acknowledge them, she's back there working. They will hold the line up and go, <laughs> hey, Miss D, Miss Diane, look at me. And she'll ask them something about who they are or what they've done that day. Do you have a good day today? How was class today? We need to be customer focused. Mm-hmm. Our customers need to know us and we need to know them. So right. those are the things that we can change, y'all. We can change what we serve, how we serve them, and how we interact with our customers. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. So you talked a little bit working with a lot of professional athletes. Do you think that's helped you at all? So before, long before school nutrition, I had to learn how to cook with less fat, Mm -hmm. um, but more flavor. I was exposed to different levels of uh, nutrition. The things that we deal with, like vegetarians, we have kids who are vegetarians and we have kids that are vegan. Um, right now, we're in the process of trying to elevate that. I had a manager come to me and she goes, "Miss Hayes, my vegetarian kids, all they get is cheese, uh, a cheese pizza, a grilled cheese. What can we give them that looks like? So we're, we're doing these impossible meats now. Mm-hmm. So I'm awesome. going to do like a spaghetti sauce that I'm going to have to make bulk, freeze it and send it out to schools. Maybe 10 in one school, 15 in another school. So they're not making big batches and their equipment right. is so big. Mm-hmm. So if we come up here and I bring all my managers down here and we all cook together. So we made um, zucchini bread for um, our farm day and everybody had to grate zucchinis. We had a group grating. We had a group mixing. We had a group baking. We had a group wrapping. So they all are hands on in our um, a bulk text, test kitchen. Right. So we're going to do things like that for them. You know, I'm sure in Tiff County, you have a lot of student athletes. Do you recommend that your student athletes eat in the cafeteria? So I tell my coaches, you need to eat and I need you to see you sitting with your kids eating. We do educational, nutritional talks with them. Um, uh, every year, the coach, the head coach, football coach and I, we sit down and we talk about the meals that they need after practice and what they need for game day. Mm-hmm. And I try to meet that because those kids are pulled out of the lunchroom and they don't get to eat with us because they've got to be pulled away there. Sometimes they're in hotels, sometimes they leave. And so if I can then prepare that meal for them and they can take it with them and they can have this and what does it need to look like? Hey, have you tried our roasted chicken? We're already doing baked potatoes. We can do the baked potato. What do you want them to have with the baked potato? So, yes, we work hand in hand. We work closely together. So let's expand upon that a little bit, Vanessa. What does your menu planning process look like? You know, why do you feel there are misconceptions surrounding the menu planning process? So we've started having um, student secret chefs. So when we have a child that has a bad experience, 
they can email me and tell me what their bad experience was. And then they get to choose and, and be a part of me correcting that thing. So that's like my secret chef's committee and they, and their secrets, cause they're only to me. They get to tell me in a safe space, what they'd like to see changed about what they have. That's the a wonderful that opportunity is, for your students. Absolutely. Cause that makes them feel like they're important. So I had a lot of kids go, Hey, you have ta- taco Tuesday, but why can't we have Mexican corn? So I went on this big journey of making sure the Mexican corn was authentic. So who do we ask? Our Hispanic kids. But our Hispanic kids know how they make it at home. So we took those recipes because we have students who tell us, you don't have enough lime in it. Mm -mm. It's not enough garlic. Mm -mm. We put more mayonnaise. So we had to keep experimenting. And sometimes it's the quality of the corn. So we've had to look at, hey, what does my corn need to look like? So I want to ask a little bit about farm to school. Do y'all do any farm to school work in Tiff County? We do. Um, Farm to school is me making sure everything that I can find locally that's on my menu. So I take my monthly menus and I look at where am I getting my blueberries? Can I get watermelons from Mr. John down the road? Can Mr. Cargo get me some satsumas? So all of the farmers that I know locally, Mm -hmm. what can I get from them? And then can they come in and talk to our students about it and the taste test and, and from the ground to the plate, truly. So exposing kids in the classroom, letting the teachers um, turn it into a science experiment or a math experiment or a recipe uh, with instructions that do calculations. Um, our last farmer school activity was um, we try to buy books for our third graders who go out to farm days. So they get um, 50 stations of different things from being a blacksmith to the um, cotton gin to horses and uh, milking it cows and doing all this thing. And, and school nutrition has a booth. And so we talked to them about spinach. So we made spinach dip for 365 students and we put it in a tasting cup because we want them to remember the experience. And then we talked about facts about spinach and then we incorporated spinach into our salad in the schools. And we talked about spinach in the casserole. So putting it in the pasta, we have a big school farm um, that we're building um, our middle school on. So we will be able to be out in the dirt at the middle school and hopefully grow some things and bring them straight into the kitchen and then serve them to our students. Those are the ways we touch our kids with farming school now. Awesome. Exciting. So we know like this episode will have heightened interest in your district. We want to give you an opportunity to speak directly to Tift County School uh, Nutrition Professionals and, you know, who are out there listening, what message would you have for them? If you have any shout outs, take an opportunity to give some now. All right. Well, I'm going to shout out my, I'm going to shout out, first of all, my central office, my administrative staff, um, Jenny uh, Bonardo, who won the state um, central office award this year at GSNA. Um, she is the neck that turns the head. I would not be Vanessa Hayes if it was not for Jenny Bonardo. We have been together 10 years. So she is behind the scenes making it go. I am the performer out front getting it a go. She never wants the spotlight, but she is in every decision I make. So Jenny, I could not do this. I I love doing life with you. I couldn't do it without you. Um, My administrative assistant, Miss Tiffany Jones, who is the water. 
She is the water. She fills in every crack that is open. Anything that I need her to do, she keeps me on tack, on schedule, on point. She makes me look great. She cleans up everything that I give her, and I thank her for that. Her creative graphic design is just amazing. I, I could never do this without her. Olivia Whitten, who is my inventory or order clerk, who is the one that sits next door to me, who has to hear everything that I say, and who I <laughs> involve myself in everything she does. Thank you so much for having the intention that you do toward getting our food, chasing food, chasing people, chasing people that are chasing the food. I appreciate what she does. Um, And then our newest hire, our software analyst, Miss Rocio, she is her detail, her intention, her curiosity, her Mm. wanting to soak up everything. I show her once she can do it, then I couldn't do it without them. So shout out to my team. I have the most amazing team. My managers, what can I say? I have the best group of ladies that anybody, I would put them up against anybody in this nation. They are loyal. They are respectful and they are hardworking. They are amazing. And to my other 60-something employees that I have who show up every day, we couldn't do this without you. I want to do a big shout out, though, to my special needs adults who work for life experiences in my kitchen. I have some in every kitchen in Tiff County. And they show up with a smile and they show up with a, a level of zeal that I have never seen in any humans ever. Mm-hmm. They make me want to be better. They make me want to work hard. So to them, to Tanner, to Tia, to Juan, to Nicole, Coach Chris, I mean, y'all are extraordinary. We could not do this without you all. I would be remiss if I didn't talk to my superintendent. Adam Hathaway, thank you for always cheering me on and calling the best out of me. Thank you for allowing me to dream big dreams and then be right behind me, pushing me on and making me stay committed to those big dreams. Adam Hathaway, I don't know what I'd be without you. Kevin Dobart, you're leaving me this year, but you chose me. I am a product of you, sir. We want to know a little bit more about you, about Vanessa as a person, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not leading your school nutrition team? So Vanessa, as a person, loves to sing. She loves to dance. Um, I like to travel. I'm a traveler. (laughs) I am a mother of one amazing human being who's graduating from um, George Washington University um, with her master's. Um, She's a a Mercer Bear. She graduated from Mercer, went straight to grad school and has knocked it out of the parks. Thank you so much for sharing with us. This has been a fun and informative exchange. We appreciate you sharing so much about your diverse culinary experience, um, your commitment to student and community engagement, you your ability to create those wonderfully robust flavor profiles through layering, as you said, yeah. and your overall commitment to school nutrition. It has just been a wonderful time engaging with you, Vanessa Hayes, also known as Vanessa. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Thank you. It was my pleasure. I appreciate you both. Thank you for your time. Want to learn more about school meals in Georgia? Here are four ways to stay in the know. Learn what's on the menu in your student's school. Follow your local school nutrition team on their social media accounts. Go eat a meal with your student in their school cafeteria. And connect with us, the Georgia Department of Education School Nutrition Division, to know what's going on statewide. You've got more questions, and we're here to answer them. Listen each month for a new episode of FuelCast, Fact or Fiction? Connect with us via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn with the hashtag FuelingGA. You can also email us at fuelingga at godot.org. 
Until next time, the Georgia School Nutrition Division is fueling Georgia's future with excellence, one school meal at a time.